What's up, guys? This is Dove once again. It's your host, Richard. Joining me is John. Yo. And Matt. Hey, guys. And today we're going to be discussing Superman and Lois, Episode 9, the first episode for Loki, and a couple other news regarding E3 and a few other stuff we found. So, all right, we're going to start with Superman and Lois. Got to get this one out of the way. Have a big episode for it. What's your guys' take on it and uh, the uh, cliffhanger at the end of so the way it all, you know, the whole virus contagion thing with the synthetic kryptonite, I thought, I thought how he was able to like, like when he went down to stop the bank robbery and he came back with bruising and stuff and how he's like out of breath during the fight. I thought that was pretty cool. And then for it to pass to Jordan, like it did, dude. Yet again, he's developed another superpower. Um, I don't know, man. I kind of, I, I kind of worry about Lana. I feel like she's in a bad spot, and she's too stubborn to listen. I, I don't know if Lana's gonna love this. Not without serious injury at the very least. Yeah. So, well, Matt, before I get into my... Oh, go ahead, John. So, I want to say it was Superman Rebirth. It might have been before that, but there's one point where Lois and Lana were both Superwoman. And then one of them died. And it really fucked Clark up. And oh, it may have been it may have been what led to Rebirth, because you know Rebirth Superman is post-crisis Superman. Because New 52 Superman died from the Doomsday Virus, and he didn't have a regeneration matrix. So we actually got older Superman that fought Doomsday. Like, the one that Doomsday killed is the current Superman. Again. Yeah. Yeah, it's really weird. But, like, I remember when he, like, robbed Clark's grave. Lana was there and was like, hey, what the fuck do you think you're doing? So, that may be something that they they may do where they do the Lois and Lana do become superpowered. I don't trust Morgan Edge as far as I can throw him. Well, now we know that's not... I mean, you guys know more about the comics than I do. Morgan Edge in the comics was just always a businessman, right? Yes. About- a shady, shady business guy. Yeah. I know more about Batman stuff, not Superman. I read a, like a shit ton of Batman comics. So, lay a lay your theory on us. Oh, uh, for me, my theory. Yeah, yeah, because um, you, you've been fucking quipping and biting your tongue about it all fucking day. Let's hear it. Well, it's not really my theory. I'm gonna put that out there because, uh, like I said, if they go this route, I think I'm gonna be disappointed. But at the end of the episode, Morgan Edge says something about being Clark's brother. And a lot of people are speculating that 
he's going to be Zod. Now, we already know that Zod is supposedly dead in uh, this time. So, it, I, I mean, I would like it to not be Zod and bring in another Kryptonian. But I wouldn't be mad if it is. I wouldn't be terribly upset, but, I mean, this guy came to Earth at the same time Clark did. Just stayed in hidden, hidden the whole time. Yeah, and I want to say that's actually something that normally... You always find something like that happens. And, and just about every series, and... Because I want to say even in Smallville, there was a Kryptonian that he went and found that uh, that wasn't making himself known. I just, I don't, I'm not sure how it's going to work. I don't, maybe, maybe Maxwell, oh, Maxwell Lord, uh, Morgan Edge has found the Codex and is able to recover Kryptonians like that. Or he has found a way to find their DNA somehow, but the Codex thing was kind of what Zod did in Man of Steel. I was thinking something stupid, like, you know, the the Kryptonite, the Kryptonite X that they found, Morgan just has, like, one ship, like, somehow he finds it, or maybe it's in a ring that he gives a girl, or maybe he finds it somewhere and just buys an auction, and then somehow Zod would imprint on his body. And then, like, that's how he oh. knows Codex, that's how he knows about the the X Kryptonite, where to find it, all sorts of dumb stuff like that. Well, most Kryptonians don't know they're weak to Kryptonite when they come to Earth. Because it doesn't make them sick at home. Yeah, but X, X Kryptonite does it have the same effects? Because it doesn't seem like it. No, no, it seems like X Kryptonite in this series is just it's like an imprint tool. It imprints it's a, it's a way to, Yeah, it, it pretty much just they use it as a as a like a Oh, what if like Morgan What if Morgan actually had the codex as a piece of art in his collection and somehow the X Kryptonite activates it? No, so I think that hold on. Or Morgan could just be really a Kryptonian. That would piss me off. I think Morgan's actually a Kryptonian. I don't think there's anything else going on with it. I think he's a Kryptonian that came to Krypton when Krypton that came to Earth from Krypton when Krypton was destroyed. I I don't. I mean, let's let's take a break here. Okay. This is so when we found out that Zod died. Uh-huh. That was on their Earth before the Crisis on Infinite Earths. After Crisis on Infinite Earths, everything has changed. You know what I mean? One, they're all on the same Earth now. Uh, Clark and Lois have two kids instead of one. Diggle got his daughter back. You know, it's a whole bunch of things that happened. So. Maybe Zod is part of that 
little convergence thing, or maybe Maxwell. I keep saying Maxwell Lord. Uh, Morgan Edge is has found a way to manipulate what happened with Chrysler. And that's and and the energy caused by the merging of the two Earths is what triggers the X Kryptonite. I don't know. I'm just pulling stuff out of the air right now. What if Morgan's from another dimension, just like Henry? Which is it's possible, but if you look at what Superman's wearing in uh, oh. on Steel's Earth, that almost looks like the Zod armor. What if he comes from Steel's Earth and just says, fuck it, let's go do it again somewhere else? I don't I don't think so. I mean, you guys could be right, but that almost feels like lazy writing to me. It's a CW show. It's a CW. Barry, go faster. That's, that's, you. nope, you guys are right. Y'all should be fucking writing for the CW. What am I even saying? Engaging content? No. Hey, Barry, it's season five. Guess what you gotta do? Go faster. Barry, it's My season God. Five. We're gonna get a crossover okay. where Forrest Gump was a flash. <laughs> so, I do want to say something about this episode is that Jonathan did not annoy me in this episode. No, he was actually oh, he had not standoffish. He was very supportive of his brother. I mean, he gave him a light ribbing about the whole, uh, you know, when Lois was like, oh, he's got a girlfriend. And, he's, and then Jordan's like, she only wants to be friends. And Lois is kind of just like, all right, bro, I'll let you tell it. Dude, if but you then, want you know, the thing that really got me was um, when Clark flew off of Jordan to the Fortress and General Lane was there and he was all like, where's he going? And she's like, to fix your fuck up, get the fuck out of here. You're not allowed to be here. Like, dude, that was fucking intense shit. I thought she was about to punch him in the face. Or a kid dying. On on the other end of that, I thought the general was going to get into uh, Jonathan's ass when Jonathan was calling him a coward, but he did not. The general, uh, uh, I mean, I thought, his stride. I totally thought he, the general was going to stick his boot up his ass. So so did I, but he didn't. And I mean, the general. Uh, uh, he has came through in this episode. Grandpa. Sometimes when you know you're wrong, you just take the ass chewing and move on. And you, as you should, that's what you should do. And General Lane was fucking in the wrong, big time. Yes, like, definitely. Like, look, I understand you have to have a backup plan, but you know what kryptonite does. There's no need to develop a kryptonite weapon. And this is twice Lane has used kryptonite against him. Cough, cough, cough. Well. Technically, Rosetti used it against him, but Lane cough. still manufactured it. Cough, cough, cough. Yeah. What, what, Matt? Well, I mean, look at that other universe, and there's no kryptonite weapon. You should always have a backup. That's a okay, bad so Even A kryptonite weapon can be a gun or something like that. Uh, making a nerve agent, though? It's it, fucked up. This shit was supposed, and it's not even real kryptonite. It's synthetic. 
So there's yeah, no Kryptonian mind slaves. But I mean, it, I, I think it would be a wake up call to the general, and it was. He said in the episode that they're going to be his top priority now. But because he said it was untested, it wasn't supposed to be used. We had no idea what it was going to do to anybody. It's just the person that was fucked up by it just That's happened not, to be his grandson. That was nothing that pissed me off. It's like, it's untested. No fuck, it's untested. Who's, where are you going to get Kryptonian just to be like, yo, stand here. I'm going to shoot you with this. Uh, apparently in Smallville now, so. It's ridiculous. It's going to be a Kryptonian bargain sale. And also, the weapons worked. And if they had those weapons in the other multiverse, maybe they could have survived longer. Just like the one Jordan used. So, was anybody surprised that Kyle got powers? Not not even in the slightest. Oh, yeah. I think it was supposed to be this, it was supposed to be this big twist, oh my god, moment, and it's just, I expected this from day one. We, we knew he was a piece of shit. Yeah, exactly. As soon as he was like, I don't want to drink anymore. Yep. Brainwashed. (laughs) Yeah. All right, so um, do we have anything else on Superman Lois before we move on to Loki? I'm definitely looking forward to the next one. Oh, yeah, me too now. Just for the reveal. Jonathan took all that shit at the the fortress on the chin like a champ. Jordan. Oh, it was Jordan? Jordan got lasered. Jordan got lasered at the fortress. Jordan took it, on, took it on the like on the chin like a champ. So fuck. Yeah, that looked very painful. All right, so moving. I mean, on. I assume getting lasered okay. painful. <laughs> like even his dad was like, "This is a <laughs> Superman's like, "This is gonna suck so hard, son." Just like straight up, just hold my hand, bro. Like. Superman's like probably like this is gonna suck so hard for you, kid. At least he can hear now. Yeah, <laughs> his hearing didn't bother him this episode. No, but, no, but the motherfucker sneezing blizzards. I know, right? <laughs> Not rocking ices. Dude, so, okay, so when he left the theater or the auditorium or whatever, and he's walking down the hallway and he sneezes the second time. I thought it went through his hand. Like, it, it looked like, like it, it did. Popped out the backside like some ice knuckles. I was like, bro, that would be dope to use in a fight. Ice knuckles? That would be cool. Yeah. It, it, it looked kind of cool, honestly, even though it's just icy snot. But that still looked cool. I've never been so mesmerized by snot before. And and it's <laughs> something that we've never, you know, we've never seen that. <laughs> What happens when Superman gets sick and his powers go awry? Well, boom. Well, we just that he's never been sick. Yeah, I, kn- I know, Matt. That's the whole hypothetical there. Oh, my bad. I mean, it's well, a common it? trope and stuff, though. But, like, I-, I still think the bruising was... Like, when I saw that and I was like, yo... That's not supposed to happen. Superman knew Spanish. I was proud. 
No, I mean, you can tell something was wrong because it sounded like, well, once he even arrived, he started kind of breathing hard. And I was like, that doesn't, they don't ever emphasize Superman breathing like that. Oh, yeah, like when he got to the front of the Before, of the before he even started fighting, he he was breathing hard already. And, I mean, you kind of almost see him wincing at the bullets at first, too. Yeah. He was like, I took him down. So he definitely felt it. Yeah, like right before he walked into the bank, he was he stopped and was like, oh, shit, what's wrong with me? Because he had to, like, breathe. So, but, uh, I mean, Superman doesn't have to breathe. So, technically, no. Superman's technically still sick, right? As far as I know. It never showed him getting the kryptonite burned out of him. So it didn't it didn't affect him as bad as it did Jordan. Yeah, it wasn't so like maybe Jordan's human physiology. Maybe. Or his power's not fully coming in. But like Superman being that winded that early in a fight is never good. So I mean Hey look, I've won my fair share. Superman should probably take that uh that treatment. He needs to figure something out. And I mean, it's possible he did, and they just did it off screen. Or because they didn't oh, show him being winded or anything whenever he was fighting um the Kyle and the other one. Well, Kyle, they didn't emphasize any type of windedness or tiredness then. And I mean, and maybe, maybe with him, it just ran its course. Yeah, that's also a possibility. I don't know. It, it's, I'll tell you what, I'll be ready next Wednesday when it streams for free. You know what time it is? What time is it? Loki time. Oh, but that's I'm not time. Low key. <laughs> Technically, it's taking place outside of time. Yes. All right. So let's go over Loki and what happened with that. The beginning of the episode is basically just what happened in uh, in game. Right. And then um, my favorite thing is like after he goes through all of that, and he goes through sentencing, and it's like. While he's being processed, and they, the dude is like, he's sitting there and he's like, sign this and confirm that this is everything you've ever said. And he's like, what? Brent got another page. Sign this one. Oh, that was funny. This yeah, is in like the this face. And then if you look at him writing his name, it's almost like when you watch a child learning how to write. I wonder if Loki's ever actually wrote his name. I don't know. And just something about the way he wrote looked childish. Oh, yeah. And then they go through his processing, and I just I thought I thought the whole thing was cool as shit. But you know, the processing was just a bunch of humorous things and. You seen Yeah, I almost felt like the, the robot bit was almost out of character for Loki. 
He's like, do, do people not know that they're robots? But captures. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe that's what that, I mean, that's basically what that was in living form. Are you a robot? Confirm you're not. Do people normally not know? All right, you're good enough. Come on in. But when we got Morbius, wait, wait, Mobius. 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 I'm adding letters here. My bad. And he comes in and he like stays Loki sentencing and then he shows him. Like when he goes to the TVA vision, which gave me very WandaVision-y feels. Um, when he takes him in there and he shows them what happened and Loki's like, yeah, I know I was there. But then he starts showing him the stuff that happened in the future where, you know, he was responsible for his mother's death and then Thanos snapping his neck. Now he, he, Loki saw that himself. Yeah. But when he, when he sees all that stuff. It really makes you realize that this Loki is a bad guy. He's not hero Loki that we got in Ragnarok and Endgame. You know, it, it shows that he's a different character altogether. Well, and I do he's think, a Loki who hasn't been through his redemption arc yet. Right. No, he hasn't done all the stuff to gain his consciousness back. And I really like the D.B. Cooper part. So oh my like, god, I loved it. It was just a fucking bit with Thor and Heimdall. That was fucking great. I was like, dude, fucking B.B. Cooper. But it all makes sense now. And like all the money just is still there. And I fucking Bifrost him back. I liked it. Um, The little kid. So the little kid in the church really kind of creeped me out. I Why almost, did she creep you out? Because I thought it may have been Loki. Oh, no, like, Loki already left. But Loki's a shapeshifter. That we is know true. Loki can shapeshift. I almost wondered if it might have been Loki trying to throw him off. <laughs> but then they, and, and that's why her pointing at the stained glass and, yeah, it's a devil and it was Mephisto. When I saw the glass, I was like, God damn it, John, Mephisto. But the, the gum was Nightmare. Yeah, and I, I still think... was And then there's a point in there where he's like, this place is, or Loki goes, this place is a nightmare, and Mobius goes, no, nightmare's another division, and I'll help you bring that down. They're, they're yeah. dropping major hints at nightmare. Major hints at nightmare. But well, we, I... know, we, we know that nightmare is a villain of Loki, of uh, kid Loki or young Loki, or whatever it was his name was. Right. Nightmare was a major villain from then. Right. But here's the thing is, so when that kid points at that stained glass, and then we find out at the end of the episode, obviously, that Loki is the variant that Mobius wants Loki to help him catch. Maybe the kid just interpreted it as, you know, a devilish figure because of Loki's helmet. Yeah, I, I, I thought the same thing. And... Like my theory I told you guys earlier, that it's going to be Loki, the god of evil, not Loki, the god of mischief, who is yeah. going to be the villain in the show. I think you're right. Also, just 
just for me because I loved it. I loved it how the guy <laughs> when Loki was looking for the Tesseract and a guy just pulls out a drawer full of all sorts of different Infinity Stones. Yeah. And that, was, huh? That that really made me wonder how important it actually was for them to return all the stones back to their normal place. I just like how Loki was like, I need you to acquire all these Infinity Stones and the guy was like, oh, we get these all the time. Some of the guys use them as paperweights. <laughs> I was just like, Wow. <laughs> so so Loki Loki picks up that time stone, right? And you know he's thinking about his mother. Did he keep that? I didn't see it. I think he just took the Tesseract, but I wouldn't be surprised if he took the time stone. But, uh, I mean, we actually see the time stone not in the Eye of Agamotto, which kind of threw me off with it a little bit, but I was like, you know, that's kind of... You know, maybe that's a little foreshadowing that there's not only going to be, you know, time travel, but he's also going to be able to look at different outcomes. So there is a person in Loki who was on the cast list who is not given a name. Oh, it's um Michael Rose, I believe. And, um... The thing is, if you look at him and you look at Tom Hiddleston, Michael Rose looks like an older Tom Hiddleston. Huh. They look enough alike where you could believe that, that he's playing with older Loki. And he's kind of, he's a very prolific character actor. So him being Loki, the one that's doing all the killing, it's, that's my bets on that. Did anyone else see that one? Uh, earlier today, I was watching TikTok and they showed Matt Damon from that new uh, Jane Silent Bob movie where he's like, I'm the original Loki. Not that because, bad. Because he is, he is Loki in Dogma. In Dogma. But he's also Loki in Ragnarok? It's either. Michael Rose and it might not be, or it's um, it's Richard E. Grant. I can't remember which one it was, but I it's gonna be one of those two. Oh, they both kind of look like an old Tom Hiddleston to me. So, but they're both very prolific. I wonder how Loki's gonna hunt himself down. They're going to try to make him think uh, how he would think in that situation of being truly villainous. So, but I want to get into, I want to craft another theory. No. For why, what happened to this Loki to make him go down this route if he dies in the sacred timeline? There has to be another variant Loki somewhere why he's doing this. I want, I'm curious as to why, like, why would you pick 1549 and I can't remember the the, the year at the end. It was 18-something. 1853? 1857? I can't remember the year at the end. But why would he be picking those times to kill people? Yeah. Um... 
Maybe because he doesn't mess with the alternate timelines. So from, was, it, was it 1852? I can't remember the. I know. I know it was 18 something. I want to say it was in the 1850s. I just can't remember the the year at the end. What if he doesn't want to run to himself in his current timeline, and that's why he stays in the past? Well, it's like so, he's only he's only doing this to kill the t the TVA agents, right? Because he's he's going after the time reset things they have that they put down that reset the time. He's going after those. So, so eighteen seventy two is a Marvel issue or is a Marvel series. It's a Secret War story that takes place in 1872, where you have 1872 Iron Man and Spirit of and all of that. I forgot about those stories. They're interesting as fuck. I have 1872, number one. And then 1602. There's another one that takes place in a different era. But I'm trying to figure out if that was if that was the year that they showed. I don't recall. All right, it was 1858. Oh damn! Yeah, so they have like Wilson Fisk and Bullseye Electra, Otto Octavius. There's a whole bunch of people in it. Well, if you haven't read 1872, you need to. Uh, I need to check it out. That's pretty dang cool. Um, also, 299 and Marble Noir. Noir. Both good stuff. So, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm pretty sure the only thing I have going for the show right now is that um Mephisto? N- not Mephisto. <laughs> I'm, and I'm really hope I really hope I'm wrong, but no, I really think that uh, it's going to be fighting Loki, the god of evil, and that's pretty much all I have so far. I I, I don't know what the next four episodes are going to be before we get to the final fight. What if uh, collecting all uh, the all the right. reset bombs to fight the the gods who manage the main timeline. So that makes sense. Because Loki was like, so what, I don't have fucking free will, nobody has free will, what the fuck is this shit? Because everything's predetermined. Like he was like, Well the Avengers went and fucked with the timeline and then they were like, Yeah, but they were supposed to. And he's like, What the fuck? You know, how is anything anybody does not supposed to happen? Like, how was that branch of Loki's timeline not actually supposed to happen? The TVA wouldn't allow stuff like that to happen. Apparently, I I missed this, and I'm going to need to rewatch that part. But when Loki arrives to the TVA, there's a scroll that's up front. See, I thought about that, too. There's a variant school reporting on the front desk. I completely missed that, but I did, that's actually really interesting. So the scroll are going to be in Loki. Maybe not a major part, but they are in it. 
what if what if the variant they're chasing is that scroll? Oh. Well, I mean, the variant was supposed to be... That's what I'm thinking this about. Guy, this guy was reporting to the front desk like he works for the TVA. Yeah, and maybe he's just tired of it. Well, let's, let's see something here. That's what I'm thinking about. If you, The revenue that they're looking, they're looking for, what time did he come from? Is he from the timeline where he dies? Like, this episode didn't really set up a whole lot. Or maybe it did, and we're just not seeing it yet. Well, I mean, so far, the only thing that's set up is that Loki's powerless at the TVA. Because, I mean, even the Infinity Stones are powerless there, which is interesting. How could the most powerful objects in the universe have no power there? Well, you see, that's that's another thing, is that Loki's a power-hungry guy, so... When he realized the stones didn't work there, and he's like, this is the absolute power. Yeah, and he, he kind of... That's, that's when he got defeated. But what if he's planning to take over that place? So, I don't... He might be, but I think after watching him be the death of his mother and watching his own death at the hand of the person who had him attack New York, <gasps> I don't... I think this Loki's going to be more of a good guy than the Loki we got. Because, I mean, no one you cause your mother's death has got to fuck with you mentally pretty bad. Well, oh, yeah. The guy kept on going, like, why do you kill or why do you do bad things? And he finally was just like, I, I don't do bad things because I want to. I don't kill people because I want to. Yeah, he, he's saying it's like a persona he has. It's just an impression. It's just an act. It's the facade. Yeah. A long con. So yeah, I'm just saying I'm just saying there we know we know uh we know Loki can shapeshift. Yes. Uh something else I wanted to bring up about that on his files in the show. It says that his gender is fluid, right? Fluid. Because he because he can shapeshift. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, if it wasn't for Loki, Odin wouldn't have his horse. Was that it? Did Loki give birth to the horse, or did he give birth to Fenrir? Both. No, Fenrir. No, he gave the horses his son, too. I'm about to say, he's had three kids, right? Well, if we're talking... I don't know about the comics. I'm speaking strictly on mythology, but he has several. Oh, uh, okay. Also, just for the shits and giggles, lady, th- lady like, female Loki, but it's that girl from um, WandaVision, the one with the glasses. Yes, Odin's horse is a child of Loki's. Yeah, because he... So that story, a little bit into the mythology here, uh, Loki had made a bet with somebody that they could pave the road, and or he told the he told the rest of the gods that they were wasting their time having these people do it when he could have had it done faster. Or some shit like that, and then so he 
transformed into a horse to distract the guy who was doing the work. He did it to distract his horse, and he ended up becoming pregnant, and he gave birth to Odin's eight-legged horse. Yeah. But Loki and also has... Uh, what kind of fucked up shit is that? I'm going to turn into a horse. Somehow I'm a female horse that got pregnant. Yeah. So, um, one, Loki has uh, the serpent that surrounds the world as his child. Friend, yeah, you can you can say Jormungand or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> uh, Fenrir is his son, which he fought in Ragnarok, or Hulk fought in Ragnarok. But Hell is also his daughter. Yes, um, I think Rag. I think the, the Marvel comic Six and Liberties, where Fenrir isn't his son because Loki wouldn't have been born by the time that Fenrir was killed. Right. Right. And of course, uh, Hela is his sister instead of his daughter. Yeah. Which, I mean, they changed the name to Hell to Hella, so. Yeah. But there's that, that was just something that I was like, you know, Loki's a shapeshifter. You know who else is a shapeshifter, Richard? Who else is a shapeshifter? Mephisto. <laughs> and yeah, the one of us all. So, I mean, we may be looking at some kind of shapeshifting. Maybe they're not actually after Loki. They just think they are. because, and, and, and this is why I still say it may be Mephisto. It's because when you do go to 1858 and you have the fire and you have the cloaked hooded figure and you don't see his face, it just seems devilish. You know what I mean? Yeah, I understand what you're saying. But I'm not going to put my eggs in no fucking Mephisto basket. I got fucking burned last time. No pun intended. Mephisto could also be friendly okay. monkey. You, you know who else can shapeshift? Nightmare. He can. I just, I'm not sure that they're going to go with Nightmare because the director of the other one was going to... You, the director of Doctor Strange 2 was going to use Nightmare. But Raimi did a complete rewrite. And we know how Raimi likes the devil. Yeah, so, but I mean, like, <clears throat> Loki can. And like I said, everything, up. everything seems to point towards Spider Man with his identity revealed, yep. wanting that one more day. Yep, yep. I mean, the, if if I'm if I'm making a set of movies for Marvel and I just have Spider-Man's identity released, I am doing the one more day storyline no matter how much I hated it personally. Because it, it okay. does destroy his relationship with Mary Jane. He loses his kid, but he gets his aunt back, which okay, in that situation, Aunt May was already older and she was probably going to die soon anyway. But in the MCU, May Parker is 
not that old. Nope. I do want to point out something real quick. Mark Hamill did the voice for Nightmare. Nice. And one of the cartoons? Yes, yes. Spider-Man. So, Nightmare is also pretty ingrained with Spider-Man. He, uh, Nightmare poses as Spider-Man's bad conscience where he manipulates Spider-Man's dreams. So, I mean, I don't think the MCU is going to go this route, but Nightmare has, uh, Spider-Man has dealings with Mephisto and Nightmare both. Right. And Nightmare actually helps Spider-Man by showing him what it would be like if he wasn't Spider-Man. Right. And Nightmare feeds off Spider-Man's fears, insecurities, and nightmares. Right. Like he does with everybody. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. Loki and WandaVision tie together. Yes. They will for sure. They're going to. WandaVision ties to Spider-Man. Yes. Which ties it to Loki. Yes. Which brings us to Doctor Strange 2. So, some I almost feel like I need to watch WandaVision again and watch it concurrently with Loki to see if things start lining up or if there's callbacks or there's a situation where we can get a little more clues out of it. Yeah, um, I'm definitely going to do that too once they start going into that era for Marvel because right now, Right now, they're not even in a normal time-space area. Right, So, yeah. but We know that Loki is from 2012, but with this show, it can definitely hop to 2025 or 2020, 2023, where like, uh, WandaVision well, takes place. Well, now, let's, now, let's look. That Loki came from 2012. Yes. Only because they came from 2023. Remember, they came back to get all that stuff. So, he's not supposed to be there. He's supposed to be dead here. I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm forming this little spider web in my head. But I think we can all agree that this show is going to basically fuck up the MCU and cause the multi-timelines. We know what's going to happen because that's how we get multiverses of madness. And I think we're going to see with this the rules of the multiverse and it may even tie into Spider-Man even more where it shows some of the, the rifts being opened in the real world where we do get Defoe's Osborne, and we get Molina's Doc Ock, and Fox's Electro, and you know the Lizard and Sandman, and all the ones that are supposed to be coming. So I, I don't know. We'll we'll see where where it lands and where it ends up. I almost wonder if Marvel's what ifs are going to take a riff off Loki and be the scenarios from different multiverses. That well, would be yeah. a that would be a good way to spend the what ifs. Oh yeah, 
Well, I mean, that's pretty much all they are anyway. Yeah, kind of like it is. I mean, it's kind of like DC's Elseworlds. They're basically like one-shot stories and stuff, but I think that would be a neat way to spin it, where it ties into Loki and whatever causes the the him to fuck up the multiverse. Because I know Loki's going to cause the multiverse to be fucked up somehow. Because that's what Loki's made to do. He doesn't enjoy hurting people, but he has to do it. So I um, and I've I've always been a huge fan of the what ifs. Oh yeah. I like the ones that actually become real. There's what was the one there was one what if that I'd read and on the it was just like the whole the cover told a story, but it the in the rest of it wasn't really pertaining to it. But I wanna say it was Wolverine was made of styrofoam and he was just a giant fucking pussy. That is that is hysterical. I need to see if I can find it. Hang on a second. But it's like only... Uh, uh, what happened? Yeah. I, I found the list of what-ifs. So, yeah, I mean, like... What if the Hulk had the brain of Bruce Branner? Which that ends got. up happening. Great Hulk. You had uh you had some funny ones too. Like what if uh a spider got bitten by a radioactive human? There's a what what if number uh number ten. What if Jane Foster had found the hammer of Thor? Right. Jane Foster eventually becomes Thor. That's one of the what ifs that did actually happen. I can't find it now, but there's there's a what if where it's just I want to say like I said I think it's just on the cover where Wolverine's made out of styrofoam and he's just a complete puss about stuff. Mm. Yeah, and I'm I'm trying to find it. You got like what if Doctor Doom had become a hero? And oh, Earth eight oh eight, he became a hero. There's one where him and Tony swap minds, and Tony becomes Doctor Doom, but he's a good guy, and Doctor Doom is fantastic. And so basically, they the Iron Man suit is the silver and green, and the Doctor Doom outfit is the gold and red, because Tony Stark's brains in Doctor Doom's body and vice versa, and Doom uses Dark Industries to make all this stuff and take over. I, I always thought that was a pretty cool one, too. Yeah, uh, there's a what-if where what if Spider-Man's clone had lived, and it ended up being true. Ben Riley did live. He was just in hiding. Yeah, and then Pain is still alive and irritating as shit. We don't talk about the clone saga. <laughs> fucking hate the clone saga. I may read it tomorrow. What's interesting is that uh, there's a lot of what-ifs based around Conan the Barbarian. I don't... I wonder if we're gonna see him. 
there was something I wish I could remember what the hell I was reading. But Conan the Barbarian did quite a bit of shit in the Marvel Universe. And we know Russell Crowe's going to be Zeus. So I wonder if we don't see the uh, the Greek gods coming. I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, it's so hard to predict what the fucking MCU is going to do. It, it really is. Yeah, there was one of the, my favorite ones were involving Venom. Like, what if Venom had possessed the Punisher instead of uh, Eddie Brock? Oh, yes. That's terrifying. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, so there's like, what if Wolverine battled Weapon X that happens in the alternate versions? What if Iron Man sold out? What if Archangel fell from grace, which I think he actually does at one point. Yeah, it's reprinted in the X-Men alternate versions. There's a lot of what ifs, man. There's like, there's two volumes of them. The first one has 88, I think, or 47 in the first one with the special coming out in 88. It ran from... 77 to 84, the special in 88, and from 89 to 98, it was 114 of them. There's a lot of com- what if comics. And they take a lot of the what ifs from back then and they use them all the time. Yeah. I mean, they're basically just ideas. Uh, did you guys have any news? I do have news. What do you got? Come on, let's hear it. So, on the Pokemon front, oh, we, have, we have Shadow Ho-Oh coming out on June 17th. On Pokemon Go? On Pokemon Go. I don't really need all that. People like it. Uh, something that I did see about from Pokemon, there's a little boy who's selling his Pokemon cards to pay for his dog's vet bill. He's raised $17,000 on GoFundMe to uh, say there's a dog, and I think it's a really touching story. So I'm going to bring that up. I wish somebody would give me $17,000 to save my dog. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with him. He's just an idiot. <laughs> All right, so from Xbox, Xbox Gross. is going to start building their systems inside of a TV. They want to have an Xbox like, system where all you need is a TV and a controller. And like the, the Roku TVs? Yes, like the Roku TVs. So basically the uh, TVs will they'll have to be, they're going to be expensive TVs because they're going to need a lot of processing powers and everything to run an Xbox series oh, X yeah. on it. I mean, but they're going to use Game Pass essentially. <laughs> so they're basically taking Google's idea and just making it better. I, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Because I hate I think, them. I, mean, but, I think it would be pretty... I think it's neat. I I don't know if I'd ever buy one myself, but I think it's a neat thing they're trying. Well, here's my thing. is 
it's not it's only going to be one brand of TV more than likely. You're not going Most to do it on Sony TVs. That means you're not going to do it on Philips TVs. You know, uh, Emerson's stuff like that. So, what are you going to do? Like, I mean, you're. I could hook an Xbox up to my Philips TV and play on it. Well, my biggest thing about this is that TVs go outdated pretty quick. TVs are fairly cheap yeah. because of how fast they go outdated. I could no, buy two it, TVs. I can probably buy three good TVs for the price of my phone. Yeah. I mean, what I pay, I, I got like the 70, 75 inch TV and I paid. 400 bucks for it yeah i mean if you drop four or five hundred dollars you can get a decent good tv if you drop 600 to 750 you can get a high-end top-of-the-line tv uh, now you can go fucking be big-brained and buy one of the fucking twenty thousand ocld led tvs but the issue with those is that in two years they're going to be outdated yep so you just buy, buy a cheap TV. Buy a three, four hundred dollar TV that's gonna last you about five years before it becomes yeah. too outdated. And then you do it again. Yeah. So I mean, my TV has updates, so it may just both be of mine do. I have two fifty-five inch, eleven fifty-five inch Vizio and a fifty-five inch uh, Samsung TV, and they both update regularly. And they both are four K TVs running perfectly fine for what I do with them. I only use them for television. I play games on my monitor. I don't use my TV for play games on no more. Hell, the price of it's on my monitor, I can probably buy two TVs with. One of that high refresh rate. So, but I don't think it's a terrible idea because if they implement it in a way But what they're trying to basically do is basically how Google should have done Stadia. Because it's almost like they're trying to say all you're going to need is you're basically going to be streaming games. So you might not need all the extra hardware and processing powers and stuff. So it's really kind of interesting to imagine a world now where we don't have consoles, we just have, well, basically, it's Netflix for video games for everything. And that's kind of what Microsoft is going for right here, is because, you know, when they sell consoles at a loss, they don't make money off of consoles. So... It actually is a really good idea in some aspects. I just don't know how it's going to affect the consumer yet until we see what kind of quality these games stream at. All right, um, my last piece of news is more easy information. I have a much, uh, more in-depth schedule. So you're going to get some stuff tomorrow. 
some stuff happened today. You had Gorilla Showcase and Collective. You had uh, you had a bunch of pregame stuff today, basically. Tomorrow we're gonna get a Netflix thing. We're gonna get uh, a gaming stream from Koch. We're gonna get a summer of gaming from IGN, <clears throat> and then we're gonna kick it off on Saturday at eight a.m. Pacific time. All these times will be in Pacific. With uh, Gorilla Collective Showcase, then the E3 pro, uh, pre-show at ten, then the Gorilla Collective will be at ten also. So the pre-show is probably going to be short. And then we have the IGN Ubisoft, Ubisoft Four pre-show. Then we have Ubisoft. Then we have Gearbox, and they're going to do the Tiny Tina, Tina game. I'm, I'm willing to bet. Maybe announce some more stuff for Borderlands. I don't know if Gearbox is doing much else. Maybe I think Gearbox also does Gears of War, but I'm not 100% on that. And then we'll get uh, 24 Entertainment's Naraka Blade Point, and then the Xbox and Bethesda Showcase, which is all going to be one. They are not going to do... They're going to be one entity. They're not going to separate from each other at all. And we will see stuff like Elder Scrolls Six. Hyped about that. We are going to get the Square Enix presents at this is on Sunday, by the way. From uh, the we're going to get Warner Bros. Games Back for Blood, the PC gaming show, the feature game show, and then on Monday we have Verizon presentation, television, take two interactive panel, mythical games presentation, indie showcase, the Freedom Games presentation, the Venn Capcom presentation, Razor E3 keynotes. And then on Tuesday, we have Nintendo Direct, Nintendo Treehouse, the Bandai, Bandai Namco, Eureka, uh, GameSpot, Play for All Showcase, the E3 Award Show. And then on Wednesday, they'll have some stream for Next Fest. And that's it for E3. I know Sony, but that's not surprising. They want to do their own thing now. I think we're missing kind of a few other. We got no, no Rockstar. Which isn't surprising. They're just going to keep redoing Grand Theft Auto Five, and then I think that is it for my news. This has been Dovlin's Den. You can find us on Facebook at the Dovlin's Den podcast page. You can find us on Twitter at Dovlin's Den Pod. You can find us on Discord. The link is on the Twitter. Also, follow us on Under My Blanket, a new podcast by John and myself. And thank you, and have a good day.